everybody, welcome to the second episode of the FN Story. I am joined here today with a wonderful up-and-coming Fortnite player, Nerface. Uh, what's up, Nerface? How you doing? Doing pretty good. So, first of all, I had to ask you, because I didn't know whether it was Nerface or Nerface. Where does that name come from? Uh, it came from when I was seven years old, and my dad bought my family a Wii U. And we were pretty heavy Call of Duty fans at the time, and we were playing on the Wii. And uh, we needed a name, and the names we were originally having had our like personal information, so we were like, oh, we need to come up with something. So the N stands for N, and then the UR stands for your, and then face is face, so it's in your face. Ah, and I had like, okay. I had like a number behind it as well, but yeah. That's what it stands for. I like that. I like that. In your face. Now now I can look at your name differently. I I almost thought for the while a while it was just gonna be like surface, but with an N. But in your face, I like that. Um so how long have you been playing Fortnite for? Obviously you started playing COD on, on the Wii, but when did you start getting into Fortnite? Uh I got into Fortnite when I watched this one guy named It's Primes on I think he was streaming on YouTube or Twitch, and he was playing Fortnite. And he, was, I remember it. He was in retail row, and he had like the like lightning cloud, like purple glider. And I was like, "Oh, it looks pretty cool." And I was playing like Overwatch at the time, so I was pretty used to like all colorful stuff. So I was like, "Okay, yeah, it looks pretty cool." And then he was like, "Oh, the, the game's free or whatever, whatever." So I played like, I think it was January like twenty first was my first like day playing Fortnite or like at least I registered my account. Oh, you you have so it down I joined, to the like, day. Yeah, cuz we were like talking about it the other day. I was like, when do we join Fortnite? And it was like uh season 2, like I think midway or like the start, like right when they did the tilted update. So I didn't play like before that. I played when tilted was in the game. Okay. And so clearly you're competing now. You did pretty well at Dallas and you've been more and more frequently showing up on leaderboards, whether it be FNCS or cash cups. So where does the the competitive journey start for you? Is it, you know, playing? Well, first of all, do you start on console or do you always play on PC? Uh, I always played on PC for Fortnite. I have played like consoles as well, like Xbox One. Um, but I first started out playing like pub player and I was just playing with my school friends. And then when the World Cup happened, um, I I knew like of Fortnite competitive, but I didn't know much about it. And I didn't really grind arena. I was just more cared about XP and the skins and stuff. I was more <laughs> I was more interested in that. And I, I didn't buy a skin at the time. I only bought the V or not the just the battle pass. So because my dad, he didn't really support the whole buying like V Bucks and then using them. Or whatever right. since he was playing PUBG at the time so uh I was just a little little pub player just doing XP challenges and playing the game constantly and then the World Cup happened and then uh, I knew about it because I was watching it but then it went through like I, everyone it went worldwide like everybody knew about it then my dad was like dude you play this game all day why don't you do this like <laughs> you make you make millions and I was like okay so then I I took more time into figuring out like, oh, what do I need to do for this or whatever. So I didn't start like competing, I think, until season X. But I've been playing for a while now. Okay. So season X, that was the first trio FNCS, right? Yeah, the very first one. It was like right after World Cup too. Okay. And I I may be wrong, but it seems like more recently, especially within like the end of chapter two, chapter three, you've been having more success. Am I wrong in saying that? Yeah, yeah. I am wrong. Oh no, no, no. you're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. So what happened from essentially season X FNCS up until like the end of chapter two? Like, what changed for you where now you're starting to pretty consistently reach uh leaderboards and you know having some successes in cash cups and fncs and most recently dreamhack i think 
uh, most importantly, was just finding like a group of friends to play with. Because right after season X, I think, I think I almost made out of opens, and I was like, oh my gosh, we just did it! If we got like that one more kill, we would have made it or whatever. And that like pushed me even more to play. Like I still have old screenshots of me placing like. 4,000 and like a solo cash up and it said like top 2%. I'm like, oh my gosh, I placed top 2%. I feel like everybody has done that. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I I met I met some good people and we had like a little we had like a little friend group going on during uh chapter two season one and that got like extended until like March or April or something. Something crazy, like a super long. And that was when everybody was playing box fights. So me and my friends would just play box fights all day. And we, that's all we did. Like, it was, it was like, wait, we like never played the game. We just played box fights constantly. And that was like the thing that was going on. And then I stuck with my duo for like a year and a half. And I didn't know anything about PR or anything. And then he told me, he was like, hey, we, we made a 1K PR. I'm like, what? what? What is PR? I don't know what that is. So then I got introduced to like Fortnite Tracker. And then I got introduced to like, uh, East Open because I think East Open like just announced like challengers and gold and then Prack was obviously a thing same with Elite and then this was like season 2 season 3 of chapter 2 and then uh, a LAN showed up um, it was for uh, Iowa Chill Esports and okay. they they had one for in Iowa but a lot of other people came around to play it and it was originally going to be for season 2 with the mythics and stuff, drum gun and grappler and stuff. Right. And so I was, I was like, okay. And it had like a decent price, but I think it was like 700 bucks or like 1000 for first and only top three made money. And then I was like, okay. And then the screens were going on pretty heavily. So I was just constantly playing solo screens and I landed that boat on the outside of the map. And I just constantly just practice over and over and over again. And I was not that good at the time. I think I had like maybe like 2.5k PR. Like I think I had like one good duo cash cup placement and that was it. And it was like a top like 250. But I I saw this opportunity and I was like, okay, I need to like succeed in this. And then this is like my breakthrough. I was obviously wrong, but I felt like so, so motivated to play that and like dedicate so much time to it. And then it got pushed back to the next season so we were playing season three instead of season two so i had to like relearn everything and i didn't care so much about fncs at the time so uh the land was uh on the date of the first fncs solos okay which some people think it's bad that i played the land over that because i missed out but i didn't know anything about fncs at the time i just only cared about the land so the land went okay. Like some bad things happened and like whatever. But when I played, I played phenomenal. I I placed like top three every match. I got like no kills because I just that was my game plan was just survive. You'll get the points out of placement and you'll make out like top three for money. And then uh, a little bit later in the day, they announced the winners and I won. And I was like, oh my gosh, no way! I was so happy. So and you my dad won was the, like, that whole land. Yeah, I won that land. Okay. Hey, congrats. Yeah. And my parents were like, oh my gosh, yay, like you won, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm like Booga now. Like I was like freaking <laughs> out. And then when I came back, it was just like, oh, congrats, whatever, whatever. And then I think it was Strike Season was next. And then at that time, I got introduced to a new friend group because all my old guys quit. And they were getting old, so the Invalor was popping up, so they were just switching over to that. So I switched with this new friend group, and they like pushed me along. And I was playing with a lot of uh, higher-up players. And this is when I started uh, getting into, like, like figuring out how, like, drop spots work and how, like, the game actually works. Like, it, it's weird how, like, you play the game for so much and, like, you like you totally, like, learn, like, and, like, you go back and you watch and be like, oh, why didn't I do that? Like, I was so dumb back then. Like, it's, it's so weird, like, watching and, like, it's kind of cool, like, just seeing, like, how you change over time. Yeah, can you but, expand on that a little bit? Because I, I, I don't necessarily know that I know what you mean um, when you say like you've started to see the game differently and drop spots. Like, what do you mean by that? It's kind of just like before you would just like 
oh, I, I just need to win the game. Like, like I, it's not like, oh, I need to use wood here and then run or like use a shockwave this way or a certain way. Like you learn from your mistakes over time, like just watching it. And then you like, you, you don't be stupid and you're like, okay, I died there. That was my fault. Let's not do that ever again. And then you don't do it ever again. You make it farther the next day and then you die and you're like, oh, I got to do this again. And you have to change it up. And it's just like, it was fun for me, like figuring out like what to do and stuff. Like I, I enjoyed doing that because it was like brand new. It was like a little puzzle. Okay. So more accumulating knowledge rather than just like playing the game is. Yeah. Playing okay. the game like senselessly. Like you got to like, you got to like see your mistakes and it's, it's hard to see your mistakes. Like, especially now where I'm at, it's like so hard to figure out the one mistake that you need out of like, cause obviously you do mistakes. Everybody does mistakes, even Buga. And he knows that he has to change it up every once in a while, but it's like it, figuring them out is so difficult. That's why like coaches are pro so prevalent right now because they see it from a third party. And when I coach other people, like I know exactly what to do. Like it, it's, it's like totally, it's like a totally different game having like the second eye. It's like, I don't know. It's like, if you don't have a coach, like you're missing out on so many things, which is like what changed over time. Like before, like coaches were like never a thing back then. Like maybe like Bucky's dad in that World Cup video, but like, <laughs> that's it. Like that was like not a thing. Like things changed over time. You gotta, you gotta adapt to it. Now recently, I'm not sure. I mean, I was starting with the meta with the riffs and stuff. Maybe not the Spider-Mans, though. They definitely need to go. But well, I was fine with the Rifts. I don't think the Spider-Man are in the game anymore. I was playing Arena yeah, yeah, all they day got taken and I out. haven't seen them. Yeah, I, I, was, I was a bit surprised that they got taken out because I thought they were going to be in. But they seem like they're changing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, this is like the first season we've seen a lot of changes. But I want to want to go back. I kind of derailed yeah, yeah. you right before uh, you talked about you know how you started to become a, a solid competitive player. So you, you start to see the game differently. You're understanding, you're accumulating knowledge, and that's helping you progress and get better. And also, you, you said you're playing with some better players, uh, which also yeah. helps. But then from that point, how do you go to then start placing consistently in events? And like, where does that, that all line up for you? Um. I didn't start placing consistently in like any event until like season six with the primal season. Okay. And then uh I don't know who told me about this, but Play Versus was starting up and I didn't know anything about it. But I think my school told me about it. It was like, hey, you play Fortnite. I wasn't like that well known in my school, just like my parents would talk about it. And they're like, Hey, you play Fortnite, like they're doing this like thing where like you can play and, and like earn money from it and i'm like okay so i would stream it in my first stream uh no one knew how to sign up for the thing i guess fortnite players wait till the last second to like figure out how things work i don't know why they do that <laughs> it happens right. every tournament yeah. so obviously i signed up because my parents were like you need to do this so they were kind of, they forced me to do it which was i'm happy they did and then i i would just stream every wednesday after school and i would play the play versus tournament and i i think i my first one i got second and I, I was so happy it was like my first like online tournament i played second and i i thought it was something crazy at the time like now i'm like okay it wasn't that but like at the time i was like oh my gosh like and so i kept consistently playing and playing and playing and then i was playing with a trio at the time and i think it was like the day before fncs and they dropped me and i was like oh my gosh like the way these guys are dropping, I just, I've been playing like insane, like, and I was like, okay, whatever. So then I, I just played with some friends and I did like decent, nothing too crazy. And then I had, I had a lot of PR from play versus I had like 10 or like 11 K and I was trying to find teammates around my level and I would play like a tournament with them and then they would leave. They're like, oh, this guy's bad or whatever. And so I'm like, dude, all these guys, like. They're not better than me, but they just leave me. Like, it's so weird. So I I was talking to my dad. My dad supports me a lot. So my mom. But my mom doesn't really understand it that much. But my dad plays video games, so he's like, he understands it. Okay. And I was like, 
dude, all these people keep leaving me. Like, I, like what do I do? And he, he brought up the idea of like finding people that were like lower PR, but they would stick with you. And I was like, okay. So I played with this guy named M Straw and I, I don't really like him that much, but uh, I played with him and he stuck with me for like the next day. So I was like, okay, this is a guy. And he was like a little bit higher PR than me. And then I played with them and we needed a fill. So we picked up this guy named Curly and uh, we played the, it was like a four day bragging rights. And the Mstraw guy got so mad at me and he left. And I was like, <laughs> when I was playing, this Curly guy was going crazy. Like he was like freaking out. And I was like, okay, this guy's like insane. So then... I, I made sure I stuck with the curly guy. And the curly guy had like no PR. Like he was like an absolute nobody. And I'm like, dude, like there's people out there with like no PR and they're so good at the video game. Like what? That doesn't make any sense. So then I, I was friends with curly and I was like, hey, we need to find another guy with like the same PR as you and like figure it out. Like we got to find someone absolute like demon like. So we picked up this, uh, we were looking for kids for Scram, and at first we started really low, like 200 PR, and we are like, okay, we need to bump it up a little bit, because, uh, he, like, we need someone that, like, kind of understands how the game works, but, like, we can teach them. So, I, we picked up this guy named Alec, and then it just went off from there. We would play Scrims every single day. At the, th at the time, I think it was Night Scrims I was running, so they would run, like, two or three games a night, and then quit, because, like, games would be dead. But we were running them constantly. Like, rematch, we'd wake up and play. And we, we would just play Arena all day. Me and Curly probably grinded so much Arena that, that season. Like, it was actually crazy. Like, too much Arena for a person to play. Like, more than, like, <laughs> Bronos 1 mil. Like, it was bad. But it helped so much for our team because we just got good chemistry. We liked playing with each other. We were all friends. You're like, okay. So we start placing in, uh, I think the first tournament we placed in was, like, a cash cup. We qualified for a DreamHack Extra, and we're like, oh my gosh. So we didn't make money. We got like one, like, I think we got like top 100. And the thing still, or the qualifier's still on my VODs for my Twitch, where it, like, it's our last game. We need the game to qual, and like, Curly dies mid-end game, like, first moving, and me and Alec have to clutch it up, and it's like super tense, like, everybody's watching, and then it's like, oh my god, we won the game, like, and we like, clutched up the last two points to qual, like, it was such a, like, a big moment. And then we play our first uh, GMAC Extra. And the GMAC Extras weren't like cash cups. They were like W keys for like a couple games. And then it was like dead for like the rest. It was super weird. So we almost made money in that, surprisingly. And then afterwards, we're like, okay, we need to work on my stakes. So we landed Lazy Lake. And we knew Stretch landed there. So we literally just copy and paste their off spawn to our own. But like put a little twist to it since we were all high ping. And obviously stretch is low. He's straight zero. Right. So we had to like change up like we can't 50-50 a gun. Like we're going to die. Like we got to land here and then get the chest spawn and then go over here or something like that. But we would like take like we would stay up super late just figuring out like stuff to do. And that that's what you need to do. You need to put in the work to like figure out what to do. So then we started placing in cash cups. Like sometimes we wouldn't qualify for Dreamek Extra. And then... We we qualified for the Booga late game trio finals or it was something like that. And it was money for it. And we were like 10 places off for money. And Curly died one of the games, so we all we kept blaming him for that. But it, it was it was like a good like the point, right? So then that was season seven. And then uh we we all had like good good PR after that. And then we had like a mishap with our trio. Like Curly didn't want to land uh lazy anymore same with alec but i wanted to land lazy because we've just been landing there like the entire season like it was, felt weird changing it up so then it, we split up and then i played the last week with like a new team uh names and nova and i had a good time with them and then the next season i was like i had no one but i just had like a decent good season like it wasn't like anything crazy and then i think i got dm from bacon and he was like hey, like, want to play or whatever. Or, like, trio-wise. Because I was DMing anyone at the time. Like, anyone that typed in gold, I was DMing. And then 
uh, Bacon was like, yeah. And I always ask people to play Arena, and he's the only guy that ever said, yeah, let's play Arena, when I said, yo, want a trio or whatever. And I was like, okay, like this guy might be the guy. So we play, we talk around for a bit, we like, like just like chit chat back and forth. We're not really going like anything crazy. We're just talking like normal people, and we're just playing Arena. And then he's like, all right, yeah, let's stick. And I was like, okay. And I think he just got, I don't know if he called heats or not, but we were, he was doing really good with his partners, but they're, they, they quit. So he was like stuck alone. Okay. And then we, we tried out with a couple more people for trios and we didn't really like them until we picked up Jerma and he was like the glue that just like bended us together. So Jerma was like the funny guy. And then I was the Agile, and then Bacon was just, like, the intense, like, fragger guy who would just, like, go crazy randomly. And, I mean, German would go crazy, too. Like, we all go crazy. So we we all learn from our mistakes of not landing, like, a big, hot POI. We're like, okay, we need to land somewhere that's, like, not contested or, like, only contested by, like, a team. So we're picking, we're picking, and we're like, let's go Coral. And at first, we're like, bro, we're not going to go Coral. Like, come on, we're better than that. And then we realized over time, we're like, dude, like, no one goes Coral. The only people that was going Coral was Pla- uh, Plague and Cam. So we're like, okay. So we grinded Coral. Like, you don't even know. We were landing Coral in Arena. And you know how dead that was. Like, no one landed Coral. We would mess her, like, our draft slots, everything. And... Uh, both of them live in Texas, and I lived in Iowa, so we were just like the highest ping trio known to man. And we were playing East, and we were placing cash clubs on East and West. Like, we were like going like demon mode. Like, it was like all our seasons. And then FNCS rolled by, and our first two qualifiers, we did really good. We got like 66, and then like we almost made finals one of them. And then the final week, the final, I think it was three qualifiers. So the third qualifier, we got, uh, we qualified for finals. And this was like our first finals ever. And oh my gosh, I learned so much from that final. At first, um, we were trash talking this one team. I won't say their names because I don't really like them so much because of what they did. But they were like trash talking. They're like, oh, we're going to kill you guys landing our drop. And I'm like, okay, land our drop. Like we know what, how to play it. You guys don't. So they ran away. And then after the first game, we died a surge and we're like, okay. We need to figure out what we're doing. So then we realized, we're like, okay, we can't get any surge on anyone around us, so we just keyed the team that we trash-talked. Right. And there's a clip of uh, Resub. Like, that was when they were uh, broadcasting the finals for the qualifiers. I don't know why they did that. That was kind of weird. Because usually they just do heats. But they were broadcasting the finals, and it's like us bill fighting in zone. Like, way far deep in zone. Like, zone's all the way in Slurpee, and we're fighting. And Resub's, like, making fun of us, like, Dude, you guys got to go to zone. But like for us, it was like we needed like we needed these kills like for the trash talk and for our surge. And that was our best game ever. We used like two pat. We like sky based in zone. Like it was pretty funny. I wish they kept watching us because we were like trolling. Like we were kind of memeing in FNCS finals. It was so funny. So that was like our best game. But we got like 14th, I think, in that final. For our first one, that's I'll take that. And then we qualified. Yeah, so we qualify for heats, and at first we're conned by, I think, I Cease and Cam, and I think Cease and Cam were in different. Oh no, Cam was in our heat, and Cease was in a different heat. So we're like, okay, Cease is gonna qual. We're gonna have to con them for grants or whatever. And our heats go down, and Cam switched their drops. They don't con us. They con like this like other drop right next to us. And we play, and our first game, we, like, died a surge. We're like, okay, we need to figure out, like, how to get surge. So, before, like, all that, actually, we would, uh, we would queue up into, like, an arena custom, and we would make custom loot drops for our thing. And each one of us had different loot drops, and we would see, like, the fastest time. So... I think we had like the best loot path ever. We were able to loot all of Coral, all of Shark, and leave before Zone came in. Okay. I, I always I wondered think... if people w- would do that specifically. So you guys had like X player does this, Y player does this, and Z yeah. player does this, and then you guys were just gone. Yeah. 
Okay. We yeah, we all landed uh coral for solos and we killed each other multiple times on solo cash cups, but we would our strat was we knew Cam and them landed coral and they nerfed the cubes. Dude, I hate when they do mid game updates or like mid tournament updates. But they nerfed the cubes, so there was only like four cubes, which is what you would use to normally rotate. Because right. you would swim into them and go like literally across map. Like that was so broken for us. That's like what we were using it for. Oh yeah, that and was then, when you would uh, take the cubes and then hit those like almost vent like yeah. pads, I guess. Yeah, you would swim into them and you would like look all the way up, and you could literally like you can go across map with that. Right. So that's what we were using, but we knew Cam and them were smart because. Uh, the one heat, Blake and them didn't do that, and they got killed like multiple times. And I don't think that uh, maybe they did qualify for grants, but they literally like didn't qualify just because they didn't grief them. Like I don't know why. Like when I was watching, that, I was like, "What are these guys doing?" Like, like I I don't know. It, like it made me so mad. Like them landing our drop and like not knowing what to do. But we knew they were gonna do that, so we planned around that, and instead we used a boat to rotate, which I don't think anyone does anymore like boats are pretty op now like i don't think anyone uses it anymore not really no. but there's a lot of boats around the map i watched uh resub's new video and it was like there's a there's a lot of boats like people can use like no one boats around anymore i get it because it's loud but they i think they nerf visuals audio but but yeah we used the boat at coral and we rotated and our second game we killed cam in them for surge and we we're like okay let's go and then we kept pulling zones, and then we won that heats game. That that was like the that was like the best thing ever. And we were like, we only need like ten or twenty more points to claw. And then oh no, that was our third game. Our first and second, we got like decent points. We got like maybe like ten or fifteen. And then our last game, we needed like ten or like twenty points to claw, and we had like the worst luck ever, bro. Like zone kept pulling far. We had no maths. And then first we mean like double pull far. And we didn't pull half half and we had like no heals. You're like, dude, we need something. And we could we couldn't do anything. So we ended six at heats. Our first heats ever. Or at least mine. I think Bacon's first heats, but it was Jerma's second. But oh no, it was Bacon's second, but he got dead last before. So it was kind of like a whole like big thing for all of us. But it was top five to make grands. And so we were like kind of sad. But we qualified for a reboot round. So we were like, okay, let's prep for a reboot round. So we were conned by Cam or Cease again. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But Cease and them qualified right away, and the Cam was doing something else. So we took up Coral to play, and our like first game, we died. And then our second game, we died. And then I think there was only three reboot rounds, and it like pulled like on us. It pulled like Castle. Not uh like the Castle next to Coral Castle and like Sweaty. And uh, we're like, okay, we're good on surge. We got kills. Like, we're set. And then Bacon was like, you guys want to play height? And I'm like, dude, it's our last game. Like, we have to play height. Like, we're going to go crazy. So then we pad. We get on height. We're ready for it. And Buka, I did. I don't know why he does it. Every time he watches people, like, reap around, he's always like, dude, these guys stink or, like, whatever. But, like, I feel like we were playing height so well there. But Buka was like, dude, what are these guys doing on height? But I think he was just trolling because, like, for funny view, like, Made sense for comedy. Yeah, just for, for the viewership. Yeah, he, he always does that. But I was like, dude, like we weren't playing bags at all. Like we were like so based up perfectly fine. And then we ran out of I think we had like some air ammo left. But right when we were like all reloading, uh, we were like set to win the game, by the way. Like we were playing it so good. And then Zypha and his duo go up and it just like totally ruins everything. Because if Zypha went down, he would have fought Kanada and them. And we had whites and stuff. And we were like, okay, whatever. So Zypher goes up. We didn't have that many builds left because we'd just been, like, tarping the entire time because no one contested us. Right. And and then Kanada eventually won that game. But we were like, dude, we got full grief by this guy. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. So that was, like, kind of sad. But we finished off the season strong. And we played out, like, a couple more cash cups. And then I think we split because Jerma quit. And then Bacon was like, yeah, let's just split or whatever. So I was like, okay. Because I think Bacon was getting, like, better offers from other people, which made sense. Because he had, like, a good, like, stream going on. And he placed in a cash cup, in a solo cash cup. And then we were waiting for a while, waiting for, like, Frosty to get announced. Or, like, uh, 
but then Grand Royale got announced, like the dates wise. Because right. I was gonna go to I was gonna go to Zero Ping for that, because it was my uh, golden birthday, which is like what what my family does. Like when your birthday is on like the same date, so I was turning seventeen. My birthday's on the seventeenth, so they're like, oh, we do something like special, whatever. Okay, so, that's a cool tradition. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I want to go to Zero Ping. So I was gonna go Zero Ping for uh Fre- Frosty, because I was like, I could I could make bank off of that. And like make all my money back, and then, but they didn't announce that. They announced Grand Royale, and we're like, okay. It, they announced it like the day of, basically, like no time, like to like, like set up like flights or anything. So we're like, okay, whatever. So I played Grand Royale like first round with Bacon, and I'm not sure. I think Laylum. I'm not sure exactly who it was, but it didn't go so hot. And then Bacon was like. Yeah, I want to split and leave them like, yeah, me too. So I'm stuck with like no trio. And I'm, I was going to play with uh, Curly and Alec again to like make it like throwback trio. Right. Because the second and third qualifiers were like literally impossible to qualify because you need a top eight. And like anybody that was getting top eight was like top two pros, basically. Like people that didn't make it the first like top 33. Yeah, Grand Royale was pretty stacked. I, I remember it was not a. Um... A newcomer friendly tournament. No, it definitely was not. No, it, uh, if you did qualify, it was kind of, I didn't like the qualifiers that much, but it was okay. So I needed a last second trio because I think Curly or Alec bailed one of them too. So I was like, okay. And then this one guy, every time I was looking for a trio, this one guy named Gooch would always damn me. He was like, dude, let's play. I have a guy. We land Holly. Like, come on, let's go. And I would always ego him. Because I, I didn't know who he was, so that's what I did. And then it was like, the tournament already started. I'm like, oh, fine. So then I played, and we played one match with them. And I, I usually streamed everything, but I didn't stream the first game. And I was like, okay. The first game, we're like, all right. I just wanted to feel out like who they were. Because if it was like, crap, I'm not going to stream. So then I streamed the next game, and it just it just went back and forth. Like, there's... The second game, we were like, okay. And then the third game, we went crazy, like we won. And then like the fifth or fourth game, we won again. We're like, oh my gosh, like we're, we're crazy. So we were like in top eight, like most of the time. And then we had like the perfect timing. So we got into like this bot, like dead lobby. And then we were able to kill up into another one. So we play this bot lobby out and we get to like, I'm not sure what the points to call was, but we get out of that game and we get second because the last guy popped the flopper, he was like heel off and we didn't have anything. So we got second and we look at the leaderboard and we have like six minutes of queue. So like, okay, we're going to get a game, like we'll call or whatever. And they're like freaking out because <laughs> like uh, they like haven't qualified for something like crazy like that before. And I was like, okay, nice. I was also excited. I'm not going to act like I was like some big shot that knew like, oh yeah, we're fine or whatever. But we were in first place and I was like, okay, like we just need this last game. And then we're watching the timer go down. We're like, are we going to get a game? Like, what? Like, hello? And then we don't get a game. And we see all these kids below us get into a game. And we're just watching it, like, go on and go on. And we're watching, like, people that are, like, right below us pass us and pass us. And then it goes to the very end. We're right. We're, like, we think we got ninth. We're, like, no shot we got ninth after being, like, first place, like, the last couple games. We don't get a cue. And then I think we beat, I'm not sure who we beat, but we beat them by like one or like two kill points. And we're like, oh my gosh, like no way. Like we were easily going to win that tournament, but like we we barely called. So we're like, okay, we get to play 24 reboot rounds. And uh, Rise, Threats, and Edgy were landing uh, Holly. And they were like number one team to pick to win, right? And I think everybody was like, these guys are crazy, right? Yeah, they're a pretty good team. Yeah. So, Gooch and us, uh, we landed Holly as well. And I learned from my uh, mistakes from before, where you don't know if someone's going to land on you or not. And especially when you've been uncon the past, like, eight games, like, you're definitely not going to be, like, expected to be con, right? Right. So I told Gooch and them, because we were getting damned by uh, any comp report. He was like, 
hey, what are you guys landing? Whatever. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you, but like, I, I like, I, I don't want to tell him because if I, if I told him we were going to land, like Edgy's going to be like, oh, they're landing on us. And then they're going to totally change their game plan. So I told Gooch, I'm like, listen, we're going to land on Rise and them. We're going to kill them first game and qual. Easy like that. So first game goes down. We're queuing up and they're like in the bus. They're like, dude, we should just go somewhere else. I'm like, no. So I forced them to go Holly and we, we wipe them. We're like, see, boom. So I, I don't think, I think we killed like two of them. And then they rebooted, but they got like nothing out of that game. And so that, that was our first game as like a final together. And it went okay. We got to like second moving and then we died. And then we we're like, okay, I think Buka won that game. So we we're like, okay, that's not bad. And then I think we went there again. And then we, we kind of just like grief them. We kind of just like hit in a building and just held our wall. And then they stretch and sent to it in my stream. They're like, what are you guys doing? Just like sitting in your box. I'm like, yeah, I know this is dumb. Like, we're not going to do it again. But just for this game, like, just, just like, just grief them. So we griefed them like two games. And I think they, I'm not sure if they actually do this, but I think they did blame us for them not qualling. Because they didn't qual, but we gave them Holly on, on con like the rest of the tournament. Like, we only conned them like two games, but I'm still blocked by them on Twitter as well, just from doing that. Right. So I, I'm not sure it's like exactly what they're like, if it's like, they think that or not it but, happens but so how yeah, does yeah. like the whole drop spot thing work because someone that isn't deep into the Fortnite scene may be sitting here listening to this like i don't really understand how this works but obviously there's almost like a hierarchy of it seems like certain players or teams are able to claim certain spots and you don't contest them and every once in a while there are teams like you guys um who at the time weren't a very well-known team contesting a big-name team. Like, how does that all work, and what are your thoughts on even just a drop spot map? Uh, The drop map before a tournament? Hate it. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. I think it's cheating, honestly. How so? You, you, get to, you get to plan out. Like, you get to, like, um... When we when we moved off of Holly, right? We we put on the map for like round three or whatever, qualify three, that we were going this other drop, and uh, Rocane and Muzz, who just qualified, were like, "We're landing on you," blah 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 blah, and then they didn't land on us. Like it's so it's so dumb. Like you can just like bully off a team. Like if a team wasn't dumb, like if they, if, they, if Gucci and them didn't have me on the team, they would 100 percent left and dipped, and that drop would have been uncon. They would have like con a different team. Like you know, right. like. I, I don't like the whole, like, like, I understand the whole hierarchy thing. Like, obviously, like, you shouldn't come Buga or Mira at Chonkers. Like, you have to be, like, insane to do that. But I think, um, like, the death and Tabne versus Stretching and Commandment, I think that's, I mean, I understand why they con. Like, obviously, they've been contesting, like, the entire, like, tourney or, like, con like Coney the entire time, but... Uh, like that's a bit iffy iffy for me but like contesting like Booga and Mira like obviously you shouldn't do that I think like people complain like Felix complains about like if people would drop the ego and go like understand that like you're not at that level to get like certain claim POIs but like I, I don't think so I think people should be able to land wherever they want like I think that's the whole point of Battle Royale is to land wherever you want I remember going to a tournament and being like, okay, Stretch is gonna go lazy. Buga's gonna go like misty. Like I knew where all this spot, like where all these people were gonna go before like the tournament even started. Like I I, I hate that. Like unless there's some big name, like I, I don't I don't wanna know where you got where you're gonna land. Like I, I wanna play the I wanna play the game. Like But to counter I, I just, that, couldn't you couldn't you go back and watch the VODs and see where someone's been landing and yeah, like, see, figure that like, information out anyway. It's just being compiled. That's, yeah, that's what I would do. I would, I would, uh, like if we qualify for something, I would go into the replays and be like, okay, who conned us and see if they qualified. And if they qualify, whatever. That's why I don't like the drop map because it just does it for you. I don't like that. Like, yeah. it, like I get it for like the, the big name pros to do it because they, they don't, they don't care. They're going to kill the guys no matter who lands on them. So like they, they don't really care. But for me, like, the drop map just like puts so much like it makes it so much easier for like 
these smaller teams to be like, oh, I'm not going to go over there. And people are like claiming certain areas and stuff. Like I get that. But like a whole drop map is something different. Like you have to do the research to like figure out who's landing airdrop. Because when I when I play with Bacon, like we like we watched every single person that led in Butter Barn and like saw what they did. It was like, okay, we're just like we know what we're going to do. And when we saw them in the feed, we're like, okay, these teams are going to do that. But like that was us like going, taking our time and watching like the whole drop map thing, like totally changes everything. I just, I just don't like it. But at this point, I almost feel like the drop map is for viewers and people that want to kind of have a better understanding of what's going on rather than players, especially because, I mean, if we look at NAE's comp report, he's only putting it out if there's a round two. I guess he, he now does, like, right after a cash cup, he'll go ahead and put that together. But events that are back-to-back, there's not much time, and um, it, it just, it just kind of is what it is at this point, right? Like, we're not going to change drop maps from what they are. The only thing that... I think is fairly strange about a drop map is um, how everyone just throws a. Pl- uh, I don't know. I've I like that it could be used as a tool to help players, but I also don't like how it could be used as like a a hierarchy. Like I said and. The, in the past, I feel like drops were more claimed than they are over the past, let's let's call it almost a year. If we're looking at when there was constant tier one scrims or elite scrims with practice server and all that stuff, we were consistently seeing only X or Y team at certain POIs. Now I feel yeah. like over the past... Uh, even about a year since scrims in NA East have fallen off, there's been a lot more teams that are contesting other teams. And we've seen how that affects lobbies, right? Because if you're not just getting an uncon POI every time, it's not the easiest path to victory. And a lot of teams, I don't want to say relied on that, but have gotten used to being uncontested. So let's throw it over to NA West. Uh, Epic Whale and Arkham were dominating everything for so long, and then they finally get contested and struggle to do well because for almost six straight FNCSs, they were uncontested. And now you have to figure out how to play the game a different way, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? But you have to be ready to do them all. And whether it be playing uncontested and learning how to do that, or whether it be being uncontested or being contested and then having to play through a contest. I think there is strategy and um, just knowing someone is dropping on you doesn't necessarily mean anything other than you know that a team's going to fight you. So like you mentioned, a lot of the homework is done in VODs, trying to figure out the other team's strategy, trying to figure out how you can counter whatever they're doing and making a game plan. Uh, That's just my, my... general thought on drop maps there Mm. i mean yeah i agree uh but yeah it it is strange i mean i obviously anyone can land anywhere um but I, i do think there is also a certain level of respect that like like you mentioned you shouldn't land on buga and miro but how many other teams are going to get that same respect of you just shouldn't land on them. Um, and I, it should come from how good they are off spawn and like proving it, but also it also may come from like different perspectives. I mean, yeah. I mean, before they was proving it like now, like, um, just recently, cause Mason was playing with nut. Right. Right. And then, Nut dropped Mason, and now Mason's just taking his full season out just to grief Nut, just because he dropped them for his old friend Chucky. Like, like I don't know if that's actually real, but I I hundred percent see that it happens all the time. Like when in the smaller community, like that happened uh, recently with uh, the last FNCS heats, where like a guy in my friend group literally conned his friend just because they didn't want him to win, and he had an unconscious spot just because of that. 
and now now they don't like each other anymore like it's just so weird like people people don't like looking at like the positivity like people will just say bad stuff just to say bad stuff because they want to and it's not, it doesn't affect them at all it's so it's so weird how like the community like just like is so backwards it's definitely a, a strange example, especially when you look at the first FNCS that uh, reversed Miro in day one is it was literally they didn't want to be contested. They wound up finding like some shambles split drop like a good team like reverse Miro day. Don't like don't just pick their spot and go. It's not like that anymore. It's usually like I want to land this drop. And I'm going to land this drop. And I mean. It's kind of like that now because the map is kind of bad. It's not really like a big POI. And you see a lot of teams just like like colli like colliding like um I'm not going to say names but there was definitely a t friends with each other and they played and they landed at one POI and they obviously like didn't try to grief each other even though they easily could and they both qualify for grands. Like I I've seen it like multiple times before i it's just like stuff like that like just goes by in the game and no one really cares about them because they're well-known pros it's like plus with all the cheating like it's it's pretty bad for right now like people don't care about your rep or not your reputation but like if you're a crazy off spawn or not people are still gonna con you no matter what right it is a, a weird thing because it's you're versing so many other teams and to an extent, you can't control how the beginning of your game is going to start, right? Because say you're in the second round or a finals round where it's a set lobby and three of those teams that land at your POI all qualified for that after qualling through all like the, the opens rounds and you guys never really had to fight. So just by chance, there's all these teams at one POI. It is weird how that plays out because ultimately everyone has to make their own decision and you could accidentally then leave wherever you're dropping and find someone who's also leaving the drop conning somewhere else. Uh, so in my opinion, it would be best just to stick out at the one place you've practiced and know best because Otherwise, you're just doing something else that you don't really know. Maybe having like a secondary drop spot would be a solid play, but I that's a best case scenario. That's not always going to happen. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, we've gone on a little tangent here. I, so I want to ask about you, you said your dad has been super um, supportive and your mom, even though she doesn't really understand, has been supportive. Uh what what does that all mean to you how has that helped you and where do you see your relationship with gaming and your parents um i think it, it helped me a lot because it got me better internet and they uh they get me nice stuff like a new pc or whatever but they always have like requirements like i get good grades or like i do chores or I, I have to stream, like, everything. Like, they're like, why don't you stream, like, this tournament? And I'm like, oh, it's just, like, a lightning cup. Like, it's not a big deal. They're like, we we don't care. Like, we want to watch you. So I'll stream, like, Arena, and I don't even care if I have one viewer. Like, as, like, as long as my parents watch, like, I'm perfectly fine with it. And then, like, when I'm streaming and, like, I don't tell them, because usually they know. And they're like, what, you're streaming? They're like, why didn't you tell us? Like, all of a sudden, they're doing nothing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll tell you next time. Like they care so much about it, like it, it like helps me a lot, and they like they go around like uh, like if we're planning something, they're like, oh, he's gonna have this tournament, like we're gonna let him do the tournament, um, and then like it allows me to go to like zero ping and stuff sometimes. It's it's really nice. Like for the seven CS, I think we're planning a trip to like twenty five to twenty ping, hopefully, which would be definitely way better than fifty, um, for FNCS. And they're allowing me to do that. So I'm I, like, that's just, it's just super supportive from them for doing yeah. that. That's awesome, man. Because a lot of people don't necessarily have that and whether or not they're against it or just not supportive, you, you definitely have an advantage with parents 
not only willing to let you do this, but also ready and able and wanting to support you as uh, you continue down your career. So that's really cool. Make sure you uh, keep up the good work in school and support your parents back in any way you can because uh, you should appreciate that, man. Yeah. Uh, do you still go to in-person school? Do you go online school? Uh, for COVID, uh, 2020, I moved schools, uh, but I moved back to a school I was originally at, so I knew a lot of the people there, but I haven't talked to them in like years, so I didn't know how it was getting back with my friends. So uh, I was back for like a week or two, and it was like, hey, you're that guy from like fifth grade. And I'm like, yep, I was here before. And then like the new people are like, who is this guy? And then I was there for like two weeks and then I got COVID and we, I stayed for homeschool for half a, or an entire semester. And then I was just doing online classes for college credit. And I was just sitting in my house doing homework all day. And then I would play like Fortnite in the afternoon for a while. And that, that's all I did for like, uh, to like August to like January ish. And then they're like, okay, the semester's over. You can go back to real life school. And I'm like, okay. I mean, like I kind of enjoyed the other school, but sure. So when I went back, I had to meet a bunch of people. And then I got, all my friends were like pretty accepting and stuff. So it was fine. And then, yeah, so I stuck with them for semester. And then I just did a whole another year of in-person. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like uh, at least at the top level, a lot of, a lot of the players are young and still in like high school and it's varying on who still goes to school. So it's interesting to, to hear that you, you still go. Um, and you're probably about to go into your, your final year of high school. Is that right? Yeah. I'm going to my senior year. Do you know what you want to do afterwards? Is Fortnite and gaming and content going to be something you pursue? Do you want to go to college? Like what's that looking like for you? Um, I'm interested in like, uh, you know how, like when you're like a creator and you're like figure out like what to change in like your setup and stuff or like what to change in like your thumbnail or like your title or like what time you upload, like all that extra like stats and stuff. I like looking at that and like helping people with that. I really enjoy doing that. Like just looking into stats and be like, if you put your face this way, like it changes, like whatever, like I, I really enjoy doing that. Um, so I watch a bunch of YouTube content on that. So I watch people like Khan Samir and like there's like high like uh like edited like podcast videos where they go over like content creators and how they would like change stuff. So I would either go into something like that or something with like uh like business math maybe or like multimedia or something. Anything like like that. I'll be perfectly okay. fine with that. Have but you th- thought about doing perf- it looks like oh you actually do post a, a good bit of content. Yeah, I do. I got uh, editors from Flu helping me a lot doing that as well. So they help me a lot. For Fortnite and after school for esports, I I still see myself playing video games until I'm like 80. (laughs) So I feel that. It's like my dad. So yeah. Um, I'm like, okay. okay. But I'm not sure about. I want to compete still. I still feel enjoyment from that. Uh, we're trying to see if I can get a scholarship, though, for video games, because a lot of people, they're a big thing now, especially with my stuff with Play Versus and Collegiate and stuff. Kind of like a, I mean, not like a big name, but like, I definitely have like, uh, what is it, like academics type of thing for that, where they can like see and be like, oh, this guy did this. And I was also a player partner for Play Versus, so I got connections for that. Nice. Yeah. I definitely first started recognizing you from play versus, um, that was my first not interaction, I guess, because it was only me seeing you play, but, um, that's definitely where I first saw your name and started to follow what was going on there. Um, okay. So a little bit of continuing what we're doing right now. And then at Dallas, I have you finishing in sec twenty second. Is that right? Yeah, I got six in opens and then twenty second in finals. Okay. 
how did, how did it feel to finally get in person and get to compete against some of the top pros in the region? Um, I liked it a lot. I it was kind of weird seeing all like the pros like just out and about because usually they're like, I mean, I'm not saying like they're like famous people, but usually famous people are like they have like security guards like they're in their own section and stuff. But like, like when we all went up to like going a line like day and like Colossal were just like just chilling there and i was like okay it's a bit weird um but it was kind of it was cool seeing everyone the the difference from my last land and that land was the people i didn't know anyone at the iowa land i just knew my dad and the owner whoever was running it but at dallas i knew everyone who flew i knew like bacon and germa like I, I knew everyone it was so it was so fun like meeting everyone and being like like we just played and talked for like eight months online. Now we get to see people in person. Like it's super cool. Yeah, this is an awesome experience to finally get to meet someone you've been just uh, gaming yeah, yeah. with online. Hundred percent. Who's your and favorite also, like, person to meet? Me? Um, probably probably Jerma or Bacon. Little trio. Okay. It's just fun meeting them. Can respect that. Um, yeah. what were you about to say? You're about to say something. Oh, and also like competing in it. I don't know. I have like, I'm not trying to like clout myself up, but I feel like I do really good at lands. It's just like I have a, I have like this weird like tendency where like I can get used to something like super quick, like anything brand new I can get used to. So when I went to the uh, uh, Iowa chill land, I would practice a lot. And then when I got there, I would just like, get used to the setup immediately and just practice 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 like i wouldn't even care about figuring out what was going on i let my dad do that and i did the same thing at dallas i was like okay i just need to like get used to the setup and by the way the setup was very weird the chair was like super low and like the desk was like really high like i had to like change my whole form and i didn't have that much like space it was like like you had to get used to your stuff like people that did bad like it, most of the time it's like they didn't have enough time to get used to it but I, they definitely give you enough time because they got delayed like three or four hours but that that's all i did i was just practicing and i was I was either playing arena or 200 pump map like i was just constantly playing over and over again because like, that's what you have to do to succeed at land that's what the become legends people do they're because i remember one of their videos they don't really show like their strats and videos but they're like, uh, they like moved to like a boot camp or something for Red Bull or whatever. And Reno was just like, you guys need to practice like you're at land. Like, totally change the setup. Like, the setup's gonna be bad. The ping's gonna be bad. You don't, it don't matter. Like, you have to like get used to it. And I don't know, that just stuck with me. And obviously, it practice shows with Cami and Seti getting first and second and during back. Like, it obviously shows like they're good and they know what they're doing. They know how to prep for, land and stuff but yeah that that's just like i think just getting used to like everything is such a good thing to do for land plus yeah. seeing everyone is really good being adaptable that's why it's better to be a controller player at land you don't need as much desk desk space yeah but if you're sitting next to a controller player it's good because they don't use anything <laughs> you can just use all of it yeah you gotta have one of your best friends buy a ticket be a controller player next to you and then you're yeah. chilling the secret strats. Um, okay. And then how, overall, how was the like finals experience in DreamHack? Did you feel like you were competent and capable or at first was there nerves and then you finally started to settle in? Um, weirdly, I didn't have any nerves. I could have been like just because I was playing for like a long time there in that seat. But and that I ate before, but uh, I had a coach, and he was like, listen, just drop. He wanted me to change my drop from opens, which was definitely a good idea because Snacky was landing my drop, and he was king everyone. Yeah, Snacky's crazy. Yeah, he is. I don't want to mess with that guy. So my coach was like, listen, I have drop map for this. Like, Just go here, whatever. And I think Nawson was going there, and he DM'd me. He was like, get away from my drop, blah, blah, blah. And then I obviously didn't respond because that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to say anything. And when they tell you to leave. So then uh, I go my drop. I had best drop. And then Nawson didn't go. He went to some other spot. 
and then I just played my game from there. I got really unlucky first game. I think it pulled like Joneses or something, and I rotated really early. And I, I think I, I didn't die to surge, but I was going for a surge, and then I just got like absolutely destroyed. And I was like, okay. Oof. And then we learned from my mistakes. And then I think the next game it pulled Joneses again, and I was landing covert, by the way. And okay. I think I don't think I had a car or anything, and I didn't get any pads out of any six of the games. So I was like, okay. And then I did really bad that game as well. So I'm like disappointed in myself. I'm like, dude, I should be I should be winning this. Like I, I know what to do. Like I'm just getting like the worst luck in the game. Like zone pulls max, I get no pad, like oh, I can't do anything. Which is like it's true. That that's that stuff happens all the time. Like But then the third game, I I finally get a zone. Like you don't know like my my coach was literally praying like to Ashila in my in my in my call. He was like, <laughs> Please get the zone. And then I get half out. Uh, Coach Maxman. Okay. He he was from EU and he was like, hey, coach. And I'm like, sure. And it was like 4 a.m. for him. I don't know why he stayed up that late. And uh, yeah, I'm happy he stuck with me. And then I got third that game with like three kills. And I was like, okay, nice. I just need like one more good game and I make money. And then the next game. It pulls Colbert, the zone. I'm like, let's go. Like, what? Okay, I'm about to go crazy this game. So I base up perfectly, right? And I'm just chilling here. And then some guy in this focus skin just starts skiing me. I'm like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. So obviously I die because Reach just absolutely keying me. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just my luck, but every time I fought someone at that land, he took my wall every time. I, I, I thought I was like, okay, I'm on lower ping because I think it was like, 10 or 5 lower ping. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll definitely be able to hold a wall. I could not hold anything. Uh, could have been their macros or anything, but I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I died to Reet, and I was like, oh my gosh, like you gotta be kidding me. So I was really mad. And my dad was just like, just chill, whatever, whatever. And then it was the last game, because it was only 5, I'm pretty sure. And the Maxon guy, he left because it was like five in the morning for him. Like he needed to go to bed for his parents. Like yelled at him. Right. So he's like, he was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this last game. And I was like, I needed a really good game here to make money. So I didn't get a pad once again, but it pulled mid map. So I was like, okay, I'll just play my game. So I learned from what I had before during the mid map for third place game. So I played like my edge perfectly, and then I pulled like close to fourth. And then half that pulled far, but I had like a blue pump and I max pumped this one guy so he would use his pad. Then he died or whatever, but he made him use his pad. And then first when he pulls far, I'm like, oh my gosh, no way. And of course, no one around me had a pad. So I full ran it. And then I, I think I think there were cars in the game. No, no, there wasn't any cars in the game. I think someone used a pad a little bit later and I used it and I was like, okay. And then I, I had like no mats for like, two moving zones and i was just hiding in old bills just creeping no one went by me no one was on my lair at all I, it was so weird and i just ran around and i was like okay i was waiting for someone to drop down in my box but no one did like it was so weird i didn't have any builds so i was just sitting there just clutching up and so i clutched up a top nine it was like a kill maybe and i was like oh my gosh please make that money because i was having like the worst time of my life after having just like a perfect opens ever and then I realized I made money and my dad was like celebrating. They're like, yeah, good job, whatever. And I'm like disappointed. I'm like, dude, I should have played so much better. Like I, I was actually mad at myself because I, I thought I could, I knew I could play so much better, but it's just how, it's how it goes, I guess. Yeah, but that's a good experience for your first, not first land, but first large land big, event. Yeah, yeah, big land. Yeah, yeah. Like to Against, even like, place yeah. the top. 100 and make that finals lobby i'd say would be an achievement and then to be able to finish within money in the top 25 percent of that finals lobby i mean 10 percent or lower of everyone that even showed up like that's solid that, that's a good day yeah um all right uh we're about at an hour here i i do want to ask just a couple of questions about uh like your org and then we will wrap this up. That works for you. Okay. So you joined Flu when? Okay. I my history of Flu is I joined Flu back in like October or November as a free agent, and then I left for a bit, and then I got signed. I think like 
the day of FNCS, the chapter three, season one. Okay. And then I've been signed. Uh, my thing, my contract ended sometime this month, and they're like, "We want to resign you." I'm like, "Sure, let's do it again," because we just had DreamHack House, so I was like, "Okay." And then, so now I'm resigned for a bit longer. I can't tell you how long, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. but it sounds like it's been a good experience because you were talking about them getting editors for you. Do they provide you other support oh, yeah. other than just that? Yeah, they uh they give me editors, thumbnail, everything. Like it's good experience in them. They they got the house for DreamHack. It was a great great experience. I'm it's happy they hear. like set it up and everything. Cause yeah. I don't think any other like orgs did that for Dallas since it was pretty small. But it was good seeing like every like it was like nine or ten flu members just at Dallas. It was so cool. Like we were just walking around like like we're like we're the boss like. Everybody's together. Like we all like wear the same jersey. Like it looks so cool. Nice, nice. And outside of, do you have requirements for like content, or you just have to rep the brand, and that's about it? Uh, yeah, I had to stream some hours, but it's nothing too biggie. And then, cause I can just play arena or anything. Like I probably already did it this month. <laughs> okay. I, I stream a decent amount, and then. Uh, I think I had to do some upload for YouTube, but I can do that easily. Like, I'm not like a big slacker on that. Like, I could easily do that. And then I think that might be it. They have like other like requirements for like land and stuff, but there hasn't been one other than Dallas. So it's cool to hear. All right. Um, anything else about your org? I mean, it's just nice to hear that there's an org that's supportive that you've re-signed with multiple times. So clearly uh, things are going well because in the past there's been a lot of not, not good ones. Um, It seems like we've now settled in and everyone who's here is someone that should be here. Yeah. I think it's fine. It was pretty good. Nice. All right. Um, Well, that is all I got for you. I'm going to have to wrap this up. I have two questions for you. One is, what is your favorite Fortnite skin? My favorite Fortnite skin? Uh, shoot. My favorite Fortnite skin? Uh, no, you put me on the spot. I did. I'm at the. I'm at the say, uh, Meowsicles. Meowsicles, okay. Yeah. And then the second is, where can people find you on social media, and what are you going to be up to? Uh, Twitter, I post literally every day, anything, clips, anything. That's at Nerface13. And then on Twitch, it's just NerfaceFN. Then that's my most active accounts. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate having you on. Thanks. Uh, And we will hopefully get to do this again. But that's all for us. Thank you all for listening. And if you have any complaints, you can find me on Twitter. At somebody's gun, send me a DM, tell me I did a terrible job or I did a great job. Either way works. But thank you all for watching and we will see you next time.